to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Hey guys, Jimmy here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. I've got a bit of a special episode for you today. We had the pleasure of going up to London and recording this hour-long episode with Nicole Arbor. For those of you who don't know who Nicole is, she is a comedian, she is a choreographer and she has got many, many millions of views on her videos, almost a billion views. Lots of funny videos, lots of outspoken, opinionated videos, and lots of polarizing videos. And I've always had a fascination with social media, and it's always intrigued me because, you know, social media is very much an attention game, and it is a game. However, some people take the game a little bit too seriously, and this is where you have, you know, a lot of virality on posts you know myself I've had lots of virality with lots of different videos but none of them as polarizing as Nicole I really think you're going to get some value out of this we cover so many different things and get pretty deep on a lot of things there's going to be a lot of things which you're going to be able to take away when it comes to social media when it comes to trust when it comes to kind of balancing out your life and giving yourself the confidence to just get out there and not really care what people have to say. Really hope you enjoy this kind of three-part episode. If you see a kind of a cut to another conversation, that will be us moving parts because the camera decided to overheat twice. We stuck it in the fridge for it to cool down and then hit the camera and got ready to rock again. But I really think you're going to enjoy this episode so I will just be quiet now and say enjoy. Look, I, I want to yeah. kick start with every interview that I do. I like to kick start with trying to figure out how we got here. Okay. Which is always to me really fascinating because it started in LA. First time I was in LA, end of the Facebook Creators Day, yep. which I got flown over, which was epic. The very end. Yeah. 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 And then the best thing about any kind of meetup like that is free bar. So I think I was about four or five gins in <laughs> and then I, I saw you I was like I recognise that's like Nicole I remember seeing that awesome video and then I went hey <laughs> like are you Nicole yeah I remember oh, I loved your videos I said I, I love the fact that you're really polarising but people just don't understand social media and don't understand the importance of it and they're quite happy to just shout on the internet but not actually help yeah. if that makes sense and yeah, then yeah. she's like oh okay and then we had brunch the next day and yeah. we got talking about lots of things of which I wouldn't mind going over today. So cool. talking about social media, business, the internet mm -hmm. and a lot of things which you've probably got some criticism over the last Me? few years. Me? What are you talking about? <laughs> Everybody loves me. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just delving into it because one, as I was coming up here I was listening to your BBC interview that never happened oh, ho, ho, ho. and yeah. it's always interesting how people especially reporters and that they're just trying to get that in the hour thing just that five minute or, or even they that want that third, sound bite that 30 oh, yeah. second thing yeah and then suddenly that's the main news mm -hmm. which you could argue could be good 
but could be bad. But then I would argue. you always have this argue of no news is bad news. You're right, right though, I would argue that it's, yeah. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way they do that. I'm like, just be better at your job. Go find an actual story because there's so many out there. But this is what we're dealing with these days. It's sensationalism, you know, especially when it comes to sensitive subjects. Mm -hmm. I think, to, well, obviously, I, won't, I don't really want to go into like politics or that because obviously that is your forte with a lot of things in the past, has it not been? Uh, politics? Uh, just, I'll just talk about whatever people are talking about. Yeah. And sometimes it's politics, a yeah. lot in America, so much the last, two, the, the last two years, I've just been like, I don't wanna talk about this anymore, guys. And they're like, yeah. but what do you think about? I'm like, I made a post yesterday and this is what I stand by. I'm gonna stay in the middle for the next election as I did the last one. I made my predictions, but I stayed directly in the middle, which I think is funny, because when people can't put you either on their team or not on their team, they lose their shit. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a country, that loves The Bachelor and Naked and Afraid can't be surprised when they have AOC and Donald Trump. Like, you guys love drama, shut up. Yeah. yeah. But then, same as English people. I mean, think, something that I said to you before. Love Island. Like, <laughs> I saw your post yesterday. And, I cried. And oh, I'm just good. like, right, okay. So I always use that post because it's very polarizing because you've got people who will either love it or hate it. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the reason that I won't watch it is because I will love it. Because everything from a neuro-linguistic kind of thing makes oh, you there. absorb into it. Because you're mm -hmm. like, wow, these people actually exist in the world. And yeah. Like, because you've not, I'm not used to being like around people like that. And that's not me going like being on a pedestal or that. Yeah. It's just over the years, I've very much focused on self-development and not blaming myself and not arguing with people and actually having rational conversations with people and, and knowing that... Fuck that! Love Island! <laughs> yeah. Love Island! But at the same Let's time... Have a fight over a guy we met five minutes ago. Exactly, but at the yeah. same time, if I saw that, I'd be like, this is amazing. When's the next episode? When's it, the next episode? It kind of makes you be like, oh man, why am I putting in all this effort? I could just be crazy. <laughs> like, but, this is the right? same, but this is the same thing. You see people on social media, especially with reality TV stars, they've uh -huh. got millions of followers. Yep. And, and, you know, obviously I spend a lot of time on social media about how do I give the best message and get the best output with regards to views and stuff. And that is really, really down to psychology and culture as well. Yep. So if I do a, you know, I did a, a video that's really going to help somebody and it gets a thousand views oh. and then I take the piss out of Love Island and get, get like 15, 20, 30,000 plus and it's like, well, so which way do I go now? Do mm -hmm. I start attacking more people? Do I start being negative and causing that polarity or do I continue with the mission of actually putting out good quality content that's kind of humorous and funny? Both. And obviously you're the expert. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly, both. I think both. And That's kind of where I'm at right now too. Yeah. With like the Go Team Academy stuff I'm doing, ching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, this is my big give back. This is the thing. This is, I've listened to your millions of comments. I've read your hundreds of thousands of DMs and messages. People, the number one thing I get isn't dick pics. It's not, fuck you, I hate you. It's help. I need help with this in my life. People ask for advice from me because they know I'll tell them the truth. And I found the experts in every single main thing that people had, had questions in. I squished them all together and I made Go Team Academy. So I don't want to hear anybody's bullshit anymore. It's like, you know, the views on the Go Team Academy, 
you know, poster or whatever won't be as big as a hot selfie. But for those people that it's for, that's good. I'll put that there for them. And then I'll go do my funny shit too. But you've been able to do that for many years now. I mean, 700 million views on videos, which is incredible. So to yeah. get the to get the behind the scenes, the analytics, the research, the comments and that is so important. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's also good for... For example, I have a video on YouTube called My Six Month Transformation. I know that video. And it gets still 10,000 views a day. Woohoo! It's, it's crazy. But it has literally, if I want to get my ego in check, if I want to have some fun, I yeah. just sit there and read the comments. Voice, voice, like ruining me. And I love it. I absolutely love it because so many people won't put themselves out there on social Very media. Very Andy Kaufman. Send me the hate fear mail. of that. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you've got to understand that if you're getting that much criticism and negativity, you've got to understand that that can be a good thing. Because as with what you've done over the years is that you've told people how it is. You haven't beaten around the bush. You're like, here's a fact, here's where I'm coming from. Yeah. You either like it or you don't. And if or you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> on, some, <laughs> on some of them, it's just like, that's the line. But then that's what's happening in the comments. Yeah. You know, people are saying, you're wrong, yeah. they're right. And can you please change your opinion on the matter to make me feel good no and, and that's what most people are doing and, yeah and it goes back to that old quote from thousands of years ago it is the mark of an educated mind to entertain the thought without accepting it mm. can't people go on social media and go i'm yeah okay i disagree with that cool <laughs> carry wait, on wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh the answer is no they can't yeah exactly yeah. but why do you think that is why do you think people comments you know they spend so much energy mm -hmm. and time trying to prove somebody else right instead of spending that energy and time helping themselves out of the holes that they've been in. Because it's easier. It is so much easier to be a keyboard warrior and say, you suck, you're ugly, you're wrong, I'm right. Get that little hit of dopamine. Yeah, I told them, which they would never do to my face, by the way. It's never yeah. happened to my face. And... Yeah, that's why. It's easier to do that than to actually change your life. And then for me, I'm like, yeah, I get these millions of comments. Let these people share this stuff. For those giant messages I get every day that it's like, you changed my life. Win. Yeah. Like all the other stuff, like, you know, leveling our ego, reading those comments. It's like, worth it. <laughs> but also it's, it's the same with a lot of people's head. They'll get 99, po like, for example, you'll get 99 positive reactions and then you'll get that one negative. Yet people focus on that one negative instead of realizing those ninety nine positives. What and do you do with those? With regards to like the negative ones, some it's hard for me as a comedian. Because, like I get pulled out of when I listen to other people. It's like people want me to be a comedian, but they don't. Because a comedian, if you heckle me on stage, bitch, I will ruin you. And it's my favorite sport. Like I cut my chops at concerts. Like that's where I really got to do all my stand up. Was crowds of two thousand plus opening for the concert and rock concerts so that's the crowd and doing stand-up in between each band to like keep the audience entertained during the changeovers every heckle i've gotten it and i had to hit back so hard that it became my favorite thing to do because then you get the whole crowd at once but online if someone says this i got flagged on facebook last week because i said something back to someone who said something to me and they're like no oh, that's considered bullying i'm like on my page He's talking shit to me, and I made a funny comment back, but I got flagged on it. It's it's hard. It is hard because I think you have to. I think what I what I kind of say to myself is that you 
like you're a professional in this mm -hmm. they're not so pick your battles wisely Good if you think the person can take it and is in like I, I've seen stuff and I'm like especially when it comes to my industry with fitness and that yeah. and they talk and you're like this guy you know I think I've spoken in the past I'm talking that level 15 here and at the moment you're on level 3 and you haven't got to the other big bosses and discovered fuck yeah 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 you know, like so do I talk to those those people about that and troll the fuck out of them or do I just accept it? And that can be the hardest thing in the world because I, my thing on Instagram, which I love. So, so you have no answer for me. Good stuff. I, I Damn do. it. <laughs> well, the thing is, is my, like a lot of the comments I get, so back many years ago, people used to go into my comments to see my response because they were amazing. Oh, I used to love doing fun. that. But at the same time, you know, I've kind of evolved and changed more. And a lot of what I, it's very hard because a lot of what I talk about is, is optimism, positivity and that. But also, I'm an ex-squaddy. I've got a very, very warped sense of humor. Yeah, and, as you guys do. And I have to sometimes pick my battles because I do like savaging people who deserve to be savage or can take it. It's but at the fun. same time, people can't, some people can't. Yeah. And also it gets to a stage where a comment can turn into a waste of my time which could be actually good depending on who it is and the hardest one i think i had one about a month ago where my best response on instagram is to go onto their profile if they have one which they probably don't because it's private locked or they've only got one oh, follower for sure. yeah, yeah. find something that's dear to them and uh, like i was going to say and crush it no, no. <laughs> and, and comment actually how go much you love it yeah and just yeah. go hey cool dog thank you for your comment sorry i'll try and get better next time because a hundred percent of the time most people don't respond because now they feel even worse the fact that they've attacked me and I've said something positive because, mm. because if you fight fire or fire it just ends up getting worse yeah however if someone's completely wrong and then I turn around and just try and end the conversation going look have a nice day and then they reply going ha told you yeah. ah, ah <laughs> Jesus take the wheel Jesus take the wheel <laughs> I had a good one the other day uh, I told one other person about this but I had a girl totally misunderstand a post I made about military and I, I'm like I was rooting for them and I was saying that you know a lot of social media personalities or celebs in America take Memorial Day to be like here's my slutty selfie happy Memorial Day yeah, yeah. well it's the same people that'll call them villains for having guns so how about we celebrate them every single day and don't vilify ever and let's just try and understand each other better but this woman took it the wrong way and within a couple minutes, I had all these messages, voice memos from her being like, I'm going to kill you. And like, she's going to find me and like, kick my teeth out and like, all the like, kill me, all these things. And like, that doesn't happen often. And I did my favorite thing in the whole world, which was voice memo back. And I was like, let's talk about what you're really upset about. Because no one reacts like that to a post on Instagram. Yeah, and there's always something behind that. Yep. I mean, I've always had similar ones. And it's... I think I've said this quote before, you can't see your face in boiling water. Mm. And that's always an interesting one because as soon as emotion gets involved, logic goes out the window. Oh yeah. Completely, especially on social media. And oh yeah. You only, and it's that kind of cognitive dissonance where if you have, for example, I, I mean, you'll probably go tell me in a minute, but if that woman had lost her husband mm -hmm. in Afghanistan or Iraq, yep. whatever you say is gonna be taken the wrong way, regardless of the context or message in which it was in. Yep. Do you want to know the answer? Oh yeah, we got we got <laughs> we got in there after a while, and I just like you know I just keep it chill. But lost father, husband, I believe second husband as well. 
and she has cancer and so single mom with cancer all these people have died uh we had a good chat like i told her i'm like listen just based on these messages you know that i could go to the police and you'll be charged but i'm not gonna and i was like let's get to what you're talking about for real because i know you're upset we had a good chat and now she's enrolled in go team academy hey. and, and that to me is probably the most important thing because something i said in the past is those who shout hate are usually asking for help yep and as soon as you understand behind that anger what that is it actually helps you especially if you're online and especially if you're posting and doing videos every single day because you know so many people won't post because of potentially getting that but oh that's so sad that's yeah. so stupid everyone yeah. should like we're gonna die we're all gonna die and like the thing is the comments don't kill you they don't like this we're taught to live in fear because we're taught to be so polite and if someone's yelling at you you must have done something wrong it's just like it's our ingrained group think all that kind of crap we're taught and god if i can help undo that in my lifetime i feel like i won yeah. it's just look i'm supposed to be like the pretty cheerleader girl and everyone's supposed to like me i'm supposed to be sweet all the time fuck that i turned into the villain of the world i survived it i'm fine i'm thriving i have a great life um, yeah. but then yeah. this is where also people will come and attack you because they're like yeah but no like, oh, you've got, you know, you've got millions of followers, you know, you've got the world at your feet, and they don't know the story. Yeah. You know, people say to me, oh, it's right for you, Jamie, you know, you, you walk around with a six-pack and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I didn't wake up. Well, I say to them, Did you wake up with a six-pack? Yeah, say so people, nice. I say to, I, I do <laughs> say to people, look, okay, I count my blessings with a lot of things. I had a six-pack at 13 because I was a hyperactive kid. Mm. I almost got expelled from school, so my teachers thought it would be a good idea to, for me to let off some steam in the gym at lunch times. So thank My you teachers, because that's yeah. probably the only thing I learned from them. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But when you've been going to the gym for 20 years, you do develop a decent physique and it is a lot easier than most people. So I'm very lucky that I got into it from a young age because you develop those habits as a child mm -hmm. and they stay with you into adult life. Yep. Same as you know a lot of people with weight problems. If you have weight problems when you're younger, it's a hell of a lot harder when you are older same mm -hmm. as look because fat loss is like learning a new language you got people who speak six different languages because at the age of three or four they're speaking those languages yep so people learning languages now as an adult they've got life gets in the way you know the pub gets in the way it's the pub hard. does get in the way especially <laughs> here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i've it noticed does. it does a lot yeah like, everything it's two, the pubs are full yeah oh yeah i mean it's it is incredible uh, one thing i noticed that's very different when i went to la versus here is that it has a different aura. Like if you're drinking early, people are like, what's wrong with him? Here yeah. it's just like, like normal. It yeah, is. you guys, you yeah. guys like the liquor here. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. a lot. And I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I guess when you're watching people fall on fields and pretending it's a sport, that could. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, you're not kidding because I'm, 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 I'm not a huge fan of uh, football. Then they had the. Um, you're going to get shunned from your country for saying that. Yeah, I know. Oh wow. But that I. There was a huge boxing fight on last night, which was very interesting. Dope. Very, very interesting because one of our top heavyweight champions mm -hmm. got beaten by an underdog. Oh, I um, love that. Like literally, you know, Anthony Joshua's Under Armour sponsored, nine million Instagram followers, super famous, amazing story. Beat some of the best, you know, Russian boxers. Incredible Netflix documentary. So rocky, yeah. And then you've got um, Ruiz, which is a Mexican who's been struggling to make ends meet for the last few years. Um, beat him in three rounds and wow. knocked him out. And wow. it's just like, 
you know, and this guy, I mean, for example. Oh, sorry. So Andy Joshua is 245 pounds of 6% body fat kind of muscle guy. Um, and Ruiz is not. Holy cannoli. But it was incredible because me and David were talking about hunger. Um, and we're saying, look, you know, when you've got a huge following and you're a professional athlete, you, you've got lots of sponsors to keep happy. So you can't get into that athlete zone of 100% focus because, you know, whenever I do any, any of my big endurance events, mm -hmm. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Because people are trying to distract me and I'm like, fuck off. Look, I've got to get food. I've got to get everything. I've got to do something really crazy for the next four to six hours and it involves a lot of energy and time and focus. Yep. But if you are if you have 9 million followers and they want you to go and sign some boxing gloves for some kids and you need to be, you know, you have to be. You're in different modes. Yeah, you know what's interesting is, I Tim Grover, do you know Tim Grover? Recognize the name. You will love him. He's the relentless guy. He's the trainer. So he was the mindset and physical trainer for Kobe, Michael Jordan, um, Dwayne Wade, all these like major athletes, tons of Olympians, tons of people in every major league that there is. But he's the dude you call when there's no one else to call. Like when you're at the end, he comes in and cleans everything up. And he he was so good with Michael Jordan that Michael paid him to not train anybody else for his career until he let him go over to Kobe. And something I learned is that Tim, Tim said this, that Kobe, to stay in the mode of being an athlete, he still picked up balls after practice. He still cleaned up his own locker room. All those things that he used to do to stay in athlete mode, he kept doing them. And I was like, yeah, because I felt myself even like drifting out of like my hunger setting and doing, you know, you, do you know what I fucking hate? Yeah, I, was, I hate going and doing red carpets for no reason. I don't give a shit about this opening of this envelope. I just don't care. And there's awesome events, there's things I want to be at and there's things I want to support. But do I want to spend a full day, multiple times a week, standing on a carpet to have my picture taken? No, it doesn't serve anybody. I it's felt, stupid. I felt like this at the Creator Day though. Really? Yeah, because I, you know, I, my focus is on growing my social media. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to do the social media thing. And it's kind of a, it's a kind of a catch-22. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a very confident books. individual when the camera's around. Yeah. But when it's not around, I just want to be left alone. Fair <laughs> <It's enough. laughs> but, yeah. but it's the same kind of thing. It's like the, the more following you get, you need to be in that zone all the time. So I like to switch between it, but I'm not in it all the time. I yeah. like to get, I like to go back, spend time with my family, and sit and read a book for hours, write loads of stuff, and not yeah. have to interact with humans. You know, like even my team now, they say when I've got my headphones on, don't disturb me because I'm either listening to something or just trying to work get out of that, it yeah yeah focus which is very very hard to do especially as an athlete etc etc but what you just said there my um my ex-business partner alan who created um grenade supplements mm -hmm. he you know in nine years he's gone from an idea to a company worth 250 million amazing in, in nine years but one of the most amazing things that someone pointed out to me about four years ago was we'd have a, these massive fitness expos mm -hmm. and some and at the end, all the big CEOs and that, you know, walk off, you know, in their suits and disappear whilst the staff pull down all the stands. And someone pointed to and said, that's, that's what makes Alan what he is. And, and I looked around. He's pulling he's, down a stand. He's crawling under, getting everything. And then during the actual week, he's, he's haggling 
with people yeah. on the stand to try and make sales and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just like, it's that kind of hunger that you have that got you where you are. And sometimes you need to remind yourself, which brings me on to what you said about me being crazy jumping in the sea. Because <laughs> it's doing, uh, for me, like one of the biggest responses I get with jumping in the sea is, why do you do that? It's crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, but imagine waking up and every single day rolling your eyes going, I've got to get in the fucking sea today. And then doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to be successful with anything, you've got to have this mentality of rolling your eyes and doing it anyway. Yep. So... How you do anything is how you do everything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same with social media. Like, there are days where I can't be fucked to do social media. But I have this internal thing, so it's, Jamie, I don't care. You know, do it. And it... And, that, and I love a quote which was actually by Les Brown. It said, commitment is doing the thing that you said you were going to do long after the mood in which you said it has left. Mm. And I think if you can, and that can be conditioned in people if you're willing to do it. And I don't want to jump in the sea. Yeah. But I do it every day. And now I've seen the benefit from doing it. Very much like people say, I don't want to go to the gym. It makes yeah. me feel insecure. It makes me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel like I should be doing more. It makes me feel insecure. But when they do it enough, they get the benefits They're like, from doing yeah. it. Yeah, and then they love it. And then they become that person. Do you make him jump in the sea with you? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I made, is this a selfie? Like, how do you, how I made you him do an ice. I made him do an ice bath, and I have this incredible camera. I love ice baths. Yeah. Yeah. But I have this incredible, well, sometimes I try and have an iron grip with this and make sure I don't drop it. Yeah. Um, but the other time, I've got some um, GoPros. Amazing. Love. Like, yeah, yeah. The most amazing thing about Insta stories now is you just get, you got GoPro. It's like, how do you make it landscape? Oh yeah, do that. <laughs> so that, so I said, oh okay. You so. read a lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. no, like I heard you when you said it, and I tried to not be like, okay, pretty boy. But yeah. But if you, it's funny because if you look at GoPro and all of their um, attachments and that, yeah, all the attachments are for like that. Yeah. There is not one that does that. Hmm. Not, GoPro. Not one. So, Yet. And, and unfortunately with GoPro, this is turning into a bloody tech interview, but That's okay. you know the guys who make the drones, DJI? Yep. They've just launched a GoPro killer. And do you know what they've done? Not only is it better and cheaper, what? Um, it's got a front-facing camera. Stop. So you're like, GoPro, why didn't you think of that? You know, oh selfie, my God. now you can see yourself on the camera. And it's just like, why? That's genius and so simple. Yeah, I was exactly. just in Greece and I had the GoPro with me when we all went ATVing. And I was just like, I'm holding it. And I was like, okay, I can either strap it on my head, I can strap it on my chest, but then I want to be able to flip it around quick onto me too and be like commentating. So I literally stuck it in my cleavage. Like I had the pole and then I had this shirt with all these little, I was like, there. And, and this, is what, this is what I was trying to do. Like, a couple of years ago, I, I did um, a charity event running backwards, and I wanted to document it. And it's very hard without that. I to saw that. Yeah. That was so cool. Um, but my whole thing was right because Will Smith had this. He had this this uh, this kind of tripod that comes out like that. Yeah. And running with it, and I thought that that's going to look really strange. I'm, I mean, it's strange enough that I'm running backwards, let alone with this. Yeah, kind you're worried out. about looking strange when you're doing a whole yeah. race backwards. But at the same time, <laughs> I was going to get a helmet with the helmet cam coming back. Like, that's weirder. Like, that's that's yeah. I mean, yeah. You're a we, minor we, who doesn't know what's it. happening. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said, that camera now has a front-facing camera, and the, the camera is literally incredible. I will be getting that. So, so yeah. Do, do you know him? No, but um, mm. it'd be good to talk about this because one of the biggest things for me is just like 
I, I want people to form their own uh, opinions on people. I don't want to express my opinions about somebody on, on somebody else 100%, mm. unless I know that if I'm like, it can be really annoying when some guys, oh, I just followed that guy, or that, and that they're like amazing, and you know them. And you're just like, are, are you being a good person? Like, it's, it's a very, it's, it's so a very hard, hard, it's hard position to me because, like, I always find it hard because it's like, do I be the, per- like, it's a vicious service. Do I be the person who tells them honestly how it is? Yeah. In the knowledge that they might see that I'm being negative, mm. not being inspirational, and then I'm becoming the person that that I'm trying to warn them from. So here's even the thing, though you're not, because you're being positive. There's a difference between talking shit about a person and talking truth about a shitty person, and we got to differentiate those two. But I think it's hard too. Like, like we were just saying. There's a group of people that I was associated with and I, I made it very clear that I'm no longer associated with them because of what I've seen. And the one dude has his Instagram and it's all like, America, yeah, here's my gorgeous wife, we're so in love, we're married. And the literal text to me out of nowhere will be, I'm gonna tackle you and eat your pussy. Can we just hate fucking get it out of the way? And I'm like, dude, I'm doing business with you. And I'm just trying to do my fucking job. And this stuff comes from dudes so often that I'm not like screaming me too. It's just part of our life. And it puts us in a position to have to go, LOL, you know? Or I put an emoji and be like, oh, drunk dude is here again. And I put the runaway emoji. And he's like, yeah, LOL. But really, let's do it. And I'm like, but online, he's this persona of, all-American, clean-cut, in-love-with-his-wife, family man. And I just think it's... I don't care who people are. This is my thing. Be who you are. If, if that's a sex fiend, drug addict, dark sense of humor, political douche fuck, whatever you are, just be that. Charles Bukowski. And I'll love you. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't care who you are. I'm going to love you for who you are, but I don't love liars. I can't do it. I just... If you can lie to your fans, if you can lie to the general public, and if you have that in you to want to be doing that every day, that it's scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, and I don't respect it. It's always the hardest thing, especially with social media, because sometimes the people who are crying out authenticity are the least authentic. Um, I didn't know that until I got into more of the self-help realm and started doing talks. And I would say four of the biggest people in the self-helpy realm that I was so excited to meet, I listened to their talks, were the douchiest liars I've ever met. And I was like, oh, they say don't meet your heroes for a reason. But, ah, it was weird. It's very hard because it's like, what's the answer? It's like, do you then approach everyone with skepticism? It's so, yeah, Or do you just embrace it? And because then you suddenly become a person that doesn't trust anybody. Um, and you know it gets kind of a cheesy quote is like I, you know the amount of times I've been fucked over in business with with people yeah but same. I but at the same time I'm like that's just human beings you know it's mm-hmm. fine let it go I mean that's what um, people are like and actually I, I don't want to bastardize this but that's okay this is this is something I remember when we met up, you know, I had all these quotes. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 this yeah. Is. But this one, this one is so powerful because once you understand this, then you can just chill the fuck out. And it's people don't think what they feel, they don't say what they think, and they don't do what they say. And, it's Ooh. Like, and if once you know that, then you're cool. Because 
people will always let you down. Yep. That's, that's human nature because we're not logical creatures, we're emotional creatures. Yep. Sometimes one plus one equals three if we're fucked off. Yep. Um, and that's fine. Um, but the, I don't think the answer is to not trust anyone. Trust, Agreed. Trust every single person until... Trust they, and then verify. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's always what I've, I've done because I'm in a very small industry. And something that I've always said to myself is act in a way mm-hmm. so if anyone calls you a prick, no one will believe them. Mm. And it's easy to find the pricks because you'll say, what do you think of that person? And I can see what happens. They go, it's like, yep. Yeah. And you can literally say, people who are quite high up in the industry go, what do you think of that person? And they go, mm. you're like, what do you think of that person? Mm. You're like, right, there's something. Interesting. Like, if three people give me a mm, then I know that that person's a bit of a twat. Fair <laughs> enough. But I think also it can come, it's hard because it comes from a lot of negativity. And I try and do very much kind of what Tim, Tim Ferriss is, uh, what Tim Ferriss is, is a criticism Love sandwich. Tim, by the way. Start off with something positive. Yep. A little bit of negative, finish with something positive. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that person, right, what they're doing on social media is fantastic. Yep. Don't agree with stuff that they do there. However, I get the message and get where they're coming from. Next subject. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so difficult to do. Which is weird, too, because it's like, should I not be warning the next woman that doing business with these people is going to be like that? Because after I made one little post, I had probably a hundred women reach out and be like, yeah, they did that to me too. And once I wouldn't X, Y, Z, suddenly my contract got lost. And I'm like, where is it where I'm just supposed to like do my thing and sprint and run and sorry, you take care of you and where am I supposed to be loud? This is like, I like to get lippy. I like to say what I'm thinking yeah. and warn people about shit, but also... I don't it, want to be the running target. And it's difficult because you don't want to attach yourself to like movements and, and you know, mm. what you just said with me too and that, but mm. there's a lot of things where I'm like, I get it. Because I'm on stage at a fitness industry show. Yeah. And there's like one female speaker. And then someone says to me, why aren't there any other female speakers? I'm like, why? I'm like, listen, <laughs> I want nothing more than someone to come to me with a little bit of confidence, female, and says, look, I want, I want to be the next big thing. It's like, cool, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's help you out, because I want more female speakers. I want people to have a, um, a stronger voice. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it as, you know, as a male, I'm like, fuck, you know, we have got it easy. <laughs> we, we certainly have <laughs> um, in, in certain aspects. Yeah. But it's just like, right, well, what's the answer to this? You know, and that's the hardest thing. It's Some like, awesome how do dudes. we, how do we, get around this how do we you know what do we do and obviously i think that the uk are a little a few years behind the us with regards to a lot of things mm. um and it's still taking a while for a lot of things to get through here interesting especially with optimism and stuff like that because british british people are very very skeptical when my I go- favorite thing happened a friend told me the other day he's like because i just say hi to everybody on the street i'm like a child or like a puppy and He's like, I dare you. He's like, out the window, just start saying hi, good morning to people, hi to people. British people act like you shot them. <laughs> like, they yeah, literally yeah. are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I said hi. <laughs> but it's this kind of weirdness, but politeness. Yeah. You know, we like to queue. Yep. Oh, you queue. guys yeah. love it. You love queuing. Yeah, love I should queuing. just set up very queues patient. for you. We're very patient. I mean, at a fitness, fitness show, um, you'll see a queue. And I, I'll go up to the queue and go, what are you queuing for now? <laughs> Stop it's like, it. And it's, it's, but it's also, you probably see this in, I think if we look at marketing, you look at things like Hollister and Abercrombie and Pitch, they developed this system of making people queue outside. Yeah. 
and then the queue gets bigger because they're like, there must be something good in there if people are queuing and waiting for yes. it. Yes. And, Genius. And, and it's like people, nightclubs do that too. Yeah, but British people love a queue. Absolutely <sighs> love a queue. And it's just weird because they'll queue up for nothing and they'll be patient. They won't. They won't skip the queue. We should do a nightclub where it's just a lineup. Like, and then you get served drinks like in the lineup. Yeah, that'd be great. But at the same time, whenever I go to a fitness expo in the US, pe people walk up to you and go, hey, what's all this about? UK, they whisper to each other and they don't come up to you. And also, you'll finish the expo and go, oh, I saw you. You're a mate. Like, great. This, like, Why don't you come and say hello? Like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. Like, there's a barrier. No, come. Yeah. <laughs> But then that might come down to never meet your, you know, never meet your heroes. Yeah. Because I did, I did a very um, in, interesting <laughs> podcast about that. Because I, I said, very much like you said, never meet your idols because they let you down. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it comes down to the other person having um, just the wrong thought of that person. For example, if you go and meet a movie star, in your head you're looking at. Let's just say Tom Cruise. You're looking at a Mission Impossible guy, exactly. superhero. Yeah, and yeah. You meet him and you go, "Oh, you're normal." So, yeah, it's not fucking real. See, but I love Robert Downey Jr. because he is the, you know, the alcoholic, drug addict, fuck up who cleaned up his shit and became Iron Man. Yeah. Like, I want to meet that guy. Yeah. You know, but then like that's the same. That's yeah. the same as me. Like, <laughs> I say, I love a fuck up because yeah. it just shows that there is like anyone can make it if they've got the certain attributes and skills to do it. Um, don't die. Don't die. <laughs> don't die. <laughs> um, and I much prefer that. Me and too. it's kind of like, I, and, but this all comes down to the story. And yep. you've got an incredible story. Oh, obviously, you were, trying to show, you were trying to show me on your laptop because it's on here, yeah. how many views did your video, Dear Fat People, get? I don't know. I lost count. I lost. 100 million? Probably something like that. And then uh, all the other ones that other people shared too. Yeah. Because people ripped it and reposted it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my biggest video though. Isn't it? No. Which it's, is... it's, I think it's at fourth now. Is yeah. Honest. Yeah. And um, you miss. you left something out. I on did. The video. Yeah. Um, and what was that thing? So a lot of people got triggered by that because they thought that you were calling out fat people. I was, you know? yes. Yeah. Uh huh. But, <laughs> 100 p. Yeah. But at the same time, it's some people tread around eggshells with that. Yeah. And it's just like no, no. And this is kind of the concept I wanted to talk to you today about. It's like people say, oh, you shouldn't have done that video, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Let's have a look at these law of numbers. If you sit on a fence with something, yep. And you say something that literally doesn't uh, offend anybody, you'll get ten thousand. Let's say your one, you'll get ten thousand views on it. Yep. Um, and. 50% of them found it helpful, 50% of people didn't care. So you've got 5,000 people that probably liked the message but weren't, aren't going to do anything about it. Yeah. And then you get a video like that, polarizing, two different sides that gets 100 million views because of what it is. Yep. 50% of the people hate it and mm -hmm. think it's the worst thing ever. 50% of people love it. So now you've got a comparison. You've got 5,000 people who think that a video is okay because you've sat on the fence, yeah. or you've got 50 million people who it's potentially changed their life. And, ding, ding, ding. And it's just like, why can't you see that? Why sit on the fence of the other side and focus all the negativity on that? I love opinions. I love when people have opinions yeah. about something. And I, I can disagree with your opinion, but I like that you have one. Yeah. Like I like that you're brave enough to have one, in, especially in the social media age where yeah every pretty photo with a caption that you didn't write is getting all this 
you know, all this love, all this, like all these views, all the whatever. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Who yeah. are you people? Like, I want to know who someone is. I want to know if you love this water, hate this water, love this, hate that. Like, let's have a conversation. Yeah, and because you learn something because your your eyes and ears are open. Yeah. And I think that's this one of the hardest things for people to admit is that I could be wrong. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh! And I if, love being wrong because I get to learn. Exactly, and if you and sometimes if you can change your opinion on something, you find new things. Yeah. You know, for example, I was going to say an example of water. If you say oh, that tastes like crap, but then that's the only water that you've tasted, you go taste this, and due to your own values of sticking to that brand, you're like, no, no I'll stick no. to this because it's what I, I like. Yeah. And then you taste that, like, wow, that's amazing. But that can work in your favor. Like, I take the piss out of Android users. Like, I do too. I, I, I have. I'm about to do like a, a PSA video to my makeup and hair artist where we're gonna do a GoFundMe to get her an iPhone because we Amazing. make fun of her. We're like, are you poor? Yeah. Do I need to pay? Yeah. But this is exactly what I say. It's like you know, Android users. I'm like, I know it's tough times at the moment for you, but but it's that nice polarity. But also, you know. A lot of my content looks better on an iPhone. I have an actual video editing course, which is only available on an iPhone. So it actually pays for me, from a marketing um, point of view, to get rid of all the Android users so, yeah. and, and focus on them. So it can actually work. Um, I have a friend at the moment who's really blowing up on social media who really um, is very polarized with vegans. And when you look at it, like they all hate him, yeah. but at the same time, his business is growing because he's filtered out the people who he wants to work with. Yep. No one, no vegan's gonna pay him money, which is great because he doesn't want those working with him. Yep. Because you have, you, know, you're, you have your own people and why work with people that you don't get on with? Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think that's the hardest thing in business. With clients, people are, I work with a lot of personal trainers and I'm like, do you, like, when you get a person come into the gym and they cancel their mm -hmm. session do you jump for joy or are you gutted and if they're like there's some people that I jump for joy and might get rid of them yeah because you didn't you, want to do the job you're not you're like your your message isn't clear enough that they don't want your services they're what and a lot of people are worried about offending people mm -hmm. and things like that but it's just like your life gets better because you can now focus on people who you know for need you. your help yeah so you know a lot of your videos have just gone right here's a filter of the people that i don't think i can help because yep. you're not willing to listen to me and make a change however these millions of people who you know are in a place of unhappiness that has hit the message and hit home um i can change and i yeah. can change a hell of a lot more than them and, and i have a great time with them we've had them. big parties we've had meetups we do talks at like huge events where I'm actually doing like speaking and then roundtables and we can talk about social media, we can talk about business. Those people are open to ideas and they're not stuck in theirs. And I actually, uh, interested to get your thoughts on this, but I cleared out, I think around 7,000 people from my Facebook fan page recently and I cut them. I was like, you're cut from the team. You only comment gross, dirty things and it makes the rest of the people who are here for an actual reason feel creeped out, so may like. But it, you know, it's a very small minority of people that make such a big impact. Oh yeah. That both positively and negatively, it only takes one bag, bad egg in a group of people mm -hmm. to affect the rest of them. It's really and offensive sometimes... that you call them a bad egg. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad egg, it's a transitioning egg and maybe it'll be rehabilitated one day, but not through the jail system because it doesn't work. I, yeah. I, 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 I do need to buy a book of pronouns, I think. That's yeah, like... book of pronouns. Yeah. Oh shit, that's funny. That's a really good idea. But, the yeah. big book of pronouns. <laughs> but I think, but it comes. I think I wrote an article, but it's about. I think it was called "Sticks and Stones Will uh, Break My Bones, But Words Will Make You Fat." 
Oh, 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 that was good. Yeah. That was really good. Because it does matter on the words that you say. Yeah. Because it all matters on context. But then when you're creating content, you, you can't sit there and you've got a minute. So you're not going to talk for a minute about something and then three minutes about the context in which you're saying it. And it's up and yeah. you, know, you haven't got time. This kind of comes back to um, where kind of someone who messages me correctly you can get something positive from. Yeah. So I did a bit of a rant about, um, I think it was success and overweight people and saying that, you know, just because um, you haven't seen someone get out of the hole that you're in doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they don't exist. True. For example, you know, I can't really come to you and say, yeah, you just need to lose weight because you go, oh, yeah, well, you know, you had a six pack at the age of 13, et cetera, et cetera. What would you know? And I was like, okay, fine. But I've got, you know, a this thousand one, this people. One, this one, yep who you can literally pick and choose, who have been in your situation and got out of it. Which is why I'm excited for Go Team Academy after the first class. Yeah. Yep. And um, a, a dietitian um, reached out to me, really like long-winded message, which was fantastic. Um, Do you read all those? Sometimes. But okay. <laughs> it, was, it was the way that it was written and it got my attention and she was an incredible dietitian, nice. for example, on, on TV, writes for, Forbes, uh, writes for Forbes magazine. Dope. Worth listening to, and obviously got the wrong end of the stick of what I was saying about, but had a very intellectual conversation. Love that. And I was like, let's do this on a live. Let's, yeah. Let's jump on Facebook Live and have a conversation. And it was phenomenal, absolutely Love phenomenal, it. because she, you know my views are very different to hers, but we agreed on certain things, and we could see both sides of it. I was like, why can't the internet be like this sometimes? Because a lot of people tuned in, and they thought they were going to see a fight, mm -hmm. but they actually learned something. It wasn't me saying, you're wrong because of this, and she's saying, you're wrong because of that. It's like, here's where I'm coming from. What do you think of that? Yep. Here's where I'm coming from. What are your thoughts on that? Yep. I'm like, well, that's great, because then we finish with differences of opinion. Oh my she, God, imagine cool. America could do that. <laughs> could you imagine? But then what's even amazing is that you've got two people who have literally dedicated their life on what it is that they're doing yeah. in the same profession yeah. that knows that that audience has now walked away smarter. Mm, I love and that. There, and there's nothing worse than having two people shout at each other. And then and you then, get nothing out of it. And then all you see is in, is the Michael Jackson popcorn gif and go, well, that was entertaining. Yeah. Like, if you want entertainment, just go, go on to Netflix. You know, and it's trying to get that balance between entertainment. Um, entertainment. Yeah, or yeah. In, infotainment or infotainment, edutainment. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. That's what I say. <laughs> That's my word. That's what I use. Like That's amazing. Entrepreneur. You can have it too. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll I'm share gonna, it around. I share. I'm gonna yeah, share yeah, yeah. That. But I think that's important because you know, something that you've added is that comedy element. And you look at people who are getting a message across, especially with regards to Netflix, especially with regards to change. Mm -hmm. Something that you say, as an example, Ricky Gervais. You know, one thing. God, that, I love him. Incredible and very. One thing that motivates me about Ricky Gervais is he didn't become successful and famous until he was forty, mm. and I love that because he was actually in an eighties rock band, which which kind of flopped. And you know, you <laughs> imagine your twenties, yeah, being in quite a decent rock band, and if you see the eighties pop Ricky Gervais, I did see that he was a babe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 and you're just like, <clears throat> and you look at Ricky Gervais now, and then you're like, whoa, something's changed there. But then, you know, he writes The Office and then suddenly becomes immensely successful. And I love that story because it just just goes to show that, you know, you can pivot and change and different things in oh, um, yeah. what you enjoy. And then, you know, just keep going. Don't think that you're too old for something. But that's what I love about comedy. You don't age out. Yeah. Betty White. 
Like, yeah. you know, that's my probably my favorite internet hate comment is, yeah, just wait till you get old. Well, I've heard that since I was a kid. Like, because I was a kid in entertainment. And it's like, oh, yeah, once you get 12, you won't be cute. Once you get this, once, once you're, okay, cool. You know, yeah. like, it, people, comedy doesn't age. People express their opinions so much. Like, it just reminded me of when, you know, Archer was born last, uh, last week. It's like, wait, people go, oh, you know, wait, wait till... You're not going to be able to get to the gym. You're not going to have much sleep and stuff like that. And you're like, okay. You guys suck. <laughs> just, it's just like, want yeah. you to know. Yeah. The way I mean, you message me sucks. <laughs> like, this is you're projecting your shit out. You're hoping that I'm going to fail because yeah. then you it, could be like, oh, see, yeah, you couldn't exactly. do and it. I'm just like, yeah, it's cool. You know, I'll be tired, but I still do my stuff. Yeah. You know, I might not have as much time to exercise. It just need, means that I just need a different strategy. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Self-accountability. What is this bullshit you're spewing? Yeah, exactly, it's crazy. But I think there we is... We didn't hit the dear fat people thing that you wanted to because we, we tangent. The, I, I like me the to extra tangent. bit. The extra bit. That's okay, I tangent too. Uh, so, the extra bit that I deleted. Yes. I know that you wanted to get to that. I, I did, Nicole. Okay, um, wait. Okay, your show. Go ahead. Ask me no. the question. So... <laughs> <laughs> So you've got Dear Fat People. Yes, I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> Over 100 million views, so I've heard. And it's apparently like it's, it's only your fourth like, biggest video. Yeah. Which, which, which is incredible. But you left something out in the video. I did. Why did you leave it out and what was it? I think that's the most important thing. Because this, do you think it would have had um, a positive or negative effect on the video's virality had you put it in? The, okay, so what I took out was a clip that I'm gonna put online soon because I think it's time now. Uh, I had a part in there that said, as someone who's, along the lines of, as someone who's been disabled and just wished that my body worked the way that yours does, fuck you people for taking your bodies for granted. And it could be gone at any time. We get one body and you have to use it properly. And at the time I made that video, I was on disability, I was in bed, 90% of every single day, if I even got up that day. And I was mad. And when I, wa I watched that video the other day because I was editing something, I was like, I was mad. I work well when I'm mad, so it is Beyonce. Did it bring back emotions when you watch the video? Like, yeah. when you're in a vulnerable state, can you, because this is one thing that I find, like, uh, when, because you document everything, like, with regards to content and that, and I look yeah. like a smile content, and I remember the mindset that I was in during that content, whether I was in a good state of mind. Yep or a bad state of mind, so. Yeah, I think it was in, uh, well, to I'm gonna answer two questions. I'm gonna make sure we answer them. I don't, I knew at that time that if I left that in, and it was my last second thing I did before I hit, you know, live. If I left that in, it softened me. And I knew that they had to make me the villain because they need a villain. Everybody loves a villain. They had to make me the villain for it to go viral. People had to be able to hate this stupid blonde bitch. Cool. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Welcome to Martyr. Like, and it was, like, I know it sounds kitschy, but like legit, I knew that the hate was going to come at me. And for the first time in my life, I was ready for it. And I had, it was so freeing. Like, it, it's like, it's a, I've talked about this before, but like, it's a level of freedom most of the world will never experience because it's like, go for it. I've, I've been hit by a car, well, getting out of the car. I've been on disability. I have been through crazy shit. I was gonna kill myself. You think your words are gonna take me down? 
millions of you, let's go. And the degree to which I am fireproof now because I stood in the fire, I, like, I wish I could give people a dose of it just so that you know you can survive it. Like uh, people didn't like me. They said horrible things. They made up horrible things about me. They said things about my family. They ran fake news stories about me. I'm good. Like nothing happened. So when everyone's worst fear is, oh shit, someone's gonna say something bad about me, guess what? You're fine. You're fine. You can go on with your life. And yeah, there was something just super freeing about letting them make me the villain so that the message could get out there the way it needed to. And I know that if I softened myself at the end, it, it just would have been like, oh, like, no, I had to jab them. I had to shock them awake. So yeah, that was that one. <laughs> and interesting that I saw a statistic with Howard Stern. Mm. Um, they said that people who love Howard Stern listen to his show for 45 minutes. People who hate him listen to it for an hour. The whole thing, yep. And if you're going to get attention from people and change their mind, especially people who hate and get their attention, then yep. that's a good thing to do. Mm. Um, so I find that interesting. You know, that is interesting. It, it is incredibly interesting. But I think some people are afraid to do that. You know, yeah. that they really are because they're not in a place where you've, you know, you've been down and then you've come out on top. I was down at that moment though and having nothing to lose and everything to give like looking at the state because I was editing a video the other day and looking back at the video diaries this is before I knew what YouTube was I was documenting myself to myself for myself for years because I had no one to talk to and because I was supposed to be writing out my symptoms every day for the doctors but I couldn't use my hands because the nerve damage in my neck goes to your hands so I did videos and I was going through those the other day and I'm like, when I started making those videos, I was just so mad that people lie so much. And I was like, fuck it, I'll tell the truth. Like, I'll be the one to do it because you guys are so scared. I got nothing to lose, let's do this. <laughs> like, that was like the attitude I could feel in the videos. And I'm excited to be going back to that energy because once you start getting put into the Hollywood machine and you start having to move chess pieces or being told you have to move chess pieces, oh, and oh, this person has to like you and that person has to like you. Really? Because none of them knew who the fuck I was and I did real well. Like, I made my most money, I was crushing it, I had lots of fans, they believe me. They, they try and convince you that you need these people to like you and, you know, not to be political, but liberal America is fucking bullies. And they will bully you into thinking exactly how they think, uh, doing what their celebrities tell you to do, being offended by what they tell you to be offended by, posting the same thing on social media on the same day as everybody else because then you're on the team. And if you don't, you're supposed to care, like if they don't like you. But those people are mostly full of shit anyway. So I had to like go through the whole cycle of being at the Oscars, being at the Emmys, seeing what all that feels like to know that that's not the shit and then go back to where I was. And I'm, I'm there now, so I'm super excited. Do you feel like you've got your kind of energy back for those? Because yeah. you know, I, I do a lot of video, and mm -hmm. sometimes when I finish a video, it's kind of, that needed to be done. Yep. Because it's part of what I do. Yep. And then there's other videos like, like I smile at Dad, and I'm like, oh, that was fire, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, <laughs> that was good. And, and it comes from a very different place. Yeah. You know, and I think it's very easy when you're very confident on camera, when you're used to talking all the time, to get back that hunger that you had for why you did it and the yep. purpose behind it. Because it wasn't about, I need to produce content for social media. It's like, no. I, need, I have a message that people need to hear. Yep. 
And whenever I look back on anything that's had a massive emotional message, it has come from a place of you know vulnerability to strength that I wanted to share with people instead yeah. of, oh, here's a great tip. Why don't you try this? Yeah. Instead of going, I fucked up. Like my life spiraled out of control and this is what I did to sort my shit out. Oh, I love that. And that's I, the shit to yeah. me, that stuff. And when I relaunched my podcast in 2007, uh, 2018, I was going through a tough time, split up for my wife, mm -hmm. moved I out. I remember you yeah. talked about yeah. that. I was rooting for you. <laughs> but I moved out from, moved into my own flat, bought loads of um, stuff. Um, but so was on social media, people were like, hey, why, why has Jamie changed his walking route? Why, why have you got this flat? And I just told everyone, well, I've got this flat because, um, you know, this is going to be my place to relax, to get creative and stuff like that, not knowing. Everything. But I also knew deep down that once I've got through this, I'll talk about it. So mm. let's just get through this for now yep. and then do it. And then, you know, I launched my uh, new episode and podcast, Five Things I Learned From Breaking Down. Whew, and then just one. explain to people the issues that I had with success, you know, because 2016, um, I had my most successful year ever. Um, I opened my gym facility, wrote a best-selling book. Wrote, yeah, you did. Wait, wrote, wait, 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 <laughs> come on now, don't forget, like, that's so dope. Um, raised over 10,000 pounds for uh, charity, broke yeah. the world record, and then suddenly went, because I went from November, you know, walking on a cloud of, wow, that was an amazing year, how am I gonna top that next year, to, mm. Oh, that was great, but you know, like you have literally not seen your friends for a year. You mm -hmm. haven't really spoken to your wife for a year, and and you know you've that's suffering of, because of it. Yeah. yeah, and it was a realization because um, I did um, a little bit of a challenge my friend, um, a bit of an accountability thing with a, a group of about three hundred people, and every day you had to mark out of five, um, four things: health, wealth, productivity, and connectivity, mm. and Mine was always like this, health, I'm hitting the gym every day, I'm getting 10,000 steps in, five. Yeah. Wealth, yeah, gym's doing well. I just pictured people. you with the little arm thing being like 10,000, yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> with that little waddle. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, wealth, yeah, business doing good, great, four, should we say. Um, productivity, I'm getting lots of shit done. It's grinding like a mofo, yeah, yeah. Connectivity, oh. <laughs> Who have you had a meaningful conversation with today apart from your phone and the internet? Um, no one. Like, when's the last mm. time you caught up with your old school friend? Um, last year sometime? Oh. When, when's the last time you went out with your wife for a meal? Or, you know, that, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, Whoa. for a month it was like connectivity, it was down to one and two. And it was a realisation, look, you know, these four things are important. And if one's out of whack, you need to spend less time doing the thing. So instead of doing 15,000 steps, Jamie, just do fucking 10. And yeah. then spend that extra half an hour phoning somebody. Yeah. Or speaking or catching up with somebody. And that was a huge shift for me. Because everyone talks about being busy, like as busy I, as I am at the moment. So how do you get balance? Like there's no such there's thing no as such balance. There's no such thing as balance. Knowing, that question bothers me. It's knowing where you are. You're either doing too much or too little. Yep. And the balance is knowing that you're doing too much and you need to chill out a bit. Mm -hmm. or you're not doing enough and you need to step your foot down. And the real key is that finding where you are on that scale. Yep. And knowing that there's multiple scales with that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but he's got one of those clapper things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's better. It's more fun. <laughs> that's more fun. Uh, I was going to tell you, we were on, not we, I was on this podcast recently, uh, Shalene Johnson, and she was like, wouldn't it have been so much easier for you just to be like agreeable? 
and just, you know, and I was like, I was disgusted almost by that comment or the question. I was like, yeah, but easy, easy doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Like you were just saying how you didn't compete that time in the fitness competition when you knew you would win just because it was crappy competition or just people who weren't as advanced as you. I don't want to compete against people who aren't that great. I don't want to just wash in and be like, oh, I have some followers and lots of people like me and ding. Like I want to, I want to go against the giants and the titans. Like yeah. that's that's the game. Yeah. That's the sport. But uh, a lot of this comes down to. I remember speaking to someone about this, and you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. And I go back to that so much because when you get a bit of success, you've got to find ways of going down because you're up the top of the pyramid. Yep. And you need to get the fuck down because when you're drowning, you don't give a fuck about anyone else. You're just trying to survive. Yep. And I think we spoke about this in LA about the, the different S's mm. about survival, safety, um, success. Yep. And sometimes when you go too far up, you need to get down to that survival mode and find things that make you go, I remember what that was like. Yeah. So I always remember, like, it was like, I got made redundant in 2012, had like just got a massive mortgage. I don't think you're redundant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, this was at 2012, and I was like, right, I best do this personal trainer stuff. Didn't have any money, had a credit card, £16,000 on the credit card, yep. bought loads of gym equipment, couldn't afford a car, got borrowed my dad's bike. Um, Dad, if you're watching this, I still got it. I will give it you back one day. <laughs> and then cycled seven miles to work, wind, rain, or shine. Yep. And I'd never been happier in my life because I was like cycling up and everything is in my control. Yeah. It's snowing. I don't fucking care. I can still get there. I can run there and I still do my job. No one is stopping me from doing it. Yep. And as I got more successful, I'd now try and find ways to get that kind of. And it's this kind of feeling where. It doesn't fucking matter what happens to you, you'll be fine because you'll figure out a way. Oh yeah. And I like, I sometimes forget what that feels like. And when I wake up with that energy of like, right, let's let's, let's fucking, do this. Let's do this. I've been in that mode, you, like my leg went up, my hand went up because I was like, ooh, you hit it. I realized that I was happier when I, like in general, happier on disability starting to make videos than I was being a celebrity and doing guest appearances and all these other things. The fans aren't the problem. The fans are fucking awesome. And I've attracted really cool people straight up. Like I'm like, whoa, dope. When I like go to my meet and greets and stuff, I'm like, these are all my friends. But I was happier not being in all the bullshit of all the other things that I don't even care about and just making the stuff. And I was broke. like broke broke but I was really happy with that pasta we made that night and now I'm at these five-star restaurants and I'm sitting with someone complaining and I'm like I get that everyone has standards and you want nice things and whatever but I don't care about your Gucci straight up like I'm I'm very content in workout clothes I love Primark when I'm here I always go and like that to me gets me back to it and I've been here for a week and a half in London and I kind of lovely dismissed all the people who work with me. And I was like, no, nah, I need a couple days of me to put myself back in the shit and take it, draw it back, be like, what do I care about? What am I doing next? What are the moves? And like, just get back there. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't happy. I was getting 
so depressed. And it's a different kind of depressed once you have success or what you thought was supposed to be success and you get it and you're like, oh, this isn't it. You're like, shit, what was I chasing? And then you got to recalibrate and go again. But that's the, that to me is the fun part. It's like the Rocky trilogy as well. Yeah. You know, like he loses everything and he gets that, you know, gets that, goes back to training with Apollo Creed and oh, yeah. like, it's cheesy at sound, but you look at, you look at that and you're like, that's, you know, he said you had that in your eye when you fought me and now it's gone. Yep. And we need to get that back. And that's what I said about Maslow's hierarchy of need. Because when all you give a fuck about is food, warmth, and shelter, yep. it's amazing the kind of motivation you've got to do things. I think I'm and gonna take all my money that I do have and like give it to someone else to hold on to. Like I don't even wanna see it in my account. I just wanna like, because I don't care about it. And then the only thing I really spend money on is food, straight up and like traveling and to go to my things. But I just like, I don't even want that to be a thing. My business is my business, but if I'm too stuck in business head, I can't be in thrasher, yeah. you know, beast thing. Have you, have you got like a 10 year goal? As in like, have you, have you got an envision of where you want all of this to go? Because something yeah. like, obviously I, I said to you, yep. when, as soon as we met, because you just come from Greece, and I said, I'd love to one day, and I've told people this, to delete everything on social media yeah. and then go and live in Greece and have a nice simple life. And that doesn't mean that I wouldn't produce anything. Yeah. But it just means that like what I try and explain to people is my best work will come when that happens. Mm -hmm. Because I'll be disconnected from the world. Oh, it's the best. And now I can write and I can have views and opinions that haven't been kind of Filtered. manipulated through yeah. social media I can actually observe the world with open eyes and not be distracted by an electronic device and go wow I need to talk about that mm -hmm. and I think that's why myself I, I like stoicism so much because you got these old quite well, stoic so yep you are but you have these dudes talking about stuff from 2000 years ago and nothing changes yeah and I think that's why a lot of people need to understand that Nothing changes. Human beings will always be the same. In a thousand years' time, will always be the same. Just technology and advancement. I mean, if AI changing. doesn't kill us, <laughs> that's a different discussion. It's a different discussion. We need guns. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That's why my stance on guns changed a lot. But uh, once you see those videos of AI, uh, no, I've seen a Boston Dynamics one with him doing the front flips. Stop! I, I like, said, it says we are fucked. Yeah, but we are. <laughs> Yeah. No, we should give away our guns. No, have we seen, need them. Have you seen the TV series uh, Black Mirror? Yeah, we're living in yeah. it. Yes, yeah, this is life. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I have a love-hate relationship with it because I know the power and importance of social media to get your message out. Yep. And that is my outcome-based goal, um, and it's finding ways to do that because I. As much as I have that hunger, yep. it's being in a good state, but it's getting that right balance of state. Yeah, when I when you ha, ha, when you're comfortable with nothing, yep. I think you can produce your best work. Yep. But when you're uncomfortable with everything, things go to shit. Oh, that's and so I, true, and that's exactly what happened. And I, and I think so. And it's just like I have everything around me, but I'm fucking miserable. Yep. And people and and you can't tell anyone about that because they're like, oh, poor you. Yeah. You have your millions of followers and that. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, but, you know, how how did that person get that? Mm -hmm. It's just like because they're doing certain things. And they turn up every day because they love it. And they'll continue doing it because they love it, not because it's based on the approval of other people. It's like, this is who I am and this is what I do. All I wanted to do last night, like I get invited to all these 
fancy parties and it's like, cool, thank you. It's nice that you guys want me there. Thank you for the invites. But last night, I just wanted to eat some takeout sushi and like find the local comedy club and just like go vibe. And just, I've been super lucky. Like in LA, there's a couple of people at the big clubs that I just call them. I'm like, hey, can I just come up? And they're like, yup. And sometimes I just need like that. Like I just want to throw on a sweatshirt and jeans and just go do some stand-up and fuck about and not worry about is some stalker fan waiting for me outside because they think we're going to get married and be together. Like the, the like 99 problems, all of them happened. And it's all shit that you would never think of. Like I didn't just stand up for almost a year because I had weird stalkers. And I'm like, man, now I'm worried about stalkers. Instead of just doing what the things that I love, I had to have security with me when I went places. And like, it just adds all these extra layers. Yeah. Oh, Nicole, you have to look like this in public. You have to do this. I'm like, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> like, I don't actually have to do shit. And that's why I love like, uh, Billy, I'm going to say it wrong. Billy Eilish. Do you know the singer? Um, Billy Idol, is it? Uh, that's a different one. Uh, Billy, maybe Eilish or Eilish. I always say it wrong. Uh, she's a like young girl. Her music is killing it all over the world right now. And then Jessie, who's from Canada, like both of these chicks are amazing singers, amazing performers who go on stage with no makeup, big baggy t-shirts, whatever they want, and they're killing it. And they're just like, fuck all of this. Like, I'm not going to waste time on yeah. what they're telling me I have to be. So there's a similar person um, at the moment who's killing it in the, in the UK charts, and it's Lewis Capaldi. Mm. If you haven't followed Lewis Cloudy, he is literally part-time um, musician, part-time comedian. He's hilarious. Like, Dope. Like literally, his um, he's got um, his new album, The London Underground, and he always like literally, he's a Scottish guy, Scottish at heart, mm -hmm. you know. And he he's hilarious. He's like his kind of comedy acts and stuff like that. He's just like it's the kind of the complete opposite of what you'd think a number one best-selling artist would be. Oh, because that. he's just a lad drinking beer with his mates, having banter with them, yeah, and selling millions of records whilst doing it because he has, <sighs> he has an incredible talent Fun. which outshines and actually adds to his personality because he's a genuine, authentic person with an incredible talent that hasn't got to his head. Oh, and I love perfect. that because it said... Um, he was looking through Wikipedia and said Lewis Capaldi's net worth two million, no, ten million. And he's talking about he goes, What the fuck's this? He goes, Look, I've got New York wallpaper behind me. <laughs> he's like, um, Dear Taxman, if you're watching this, I haven't got ten million. Like, <laughs> he's like, That's that's not real. Please don't go chasing me for that money. Yeah. However, if you are uh, a female and you see that, I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, ten million, yeah, can you buy a string? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I that's just awesome. but I just love that rawness of it, but also that natural gifted talent. There's nothing better than somebody who is incredibly talented and doesn't have to ram it down somebody's throat. Yeah. It's amazing because if you have a talent in anything, that will radiate through. You don't need to sit and tell people about it. And I think- It got annoying again. You made me do this again. Cause I was like, shit, you're right. Couple of weeks back, like I can be like, oh, I have to make this video now. I have to make a content thing. Cause I have this schedule now and I'll be like, Ugh, make a thing, spend days editing, do all this shit. I made this how to make a bitch video. Like I just had the idea in my head. I was in a convection big kitchen for something else I was shooting. I was like, hey, can I borrow your kitchen for like a half hour? And they're like, sure. Shot this video just like off the cuff, made like a fake, you know, cooking thing. And I, have, I think it was at like a million five in a couple hours. And we, 
it was a time test. So I had like the girl who was with me from the beginning and I was like, hey Mia, it's a time to test, half hour to put this on the internet. And she's like, let's do this shit. <laughs> and then we just like, boom, there it goes. And then a million five people watch it in a couple minutes. It's like dope. That was just like that raw, go back to just make the art, talk some shit, be a comedian, move on to the next thing. And God, it's a fun feeling to go back yeah. to that. And it's in, that reminded me, when I first kind of started getting really into Instagram, that was when Instagram was cool. Yeah. And, and I got millions of views on things and now it's like a lot more difficult. It's very saturated, yeah. But my videographer had left and obviously I had to do the videos myself. And that, that six months, I think it was six videos got 26 million views. Nice. And it was just on comedy things that literally took me 15 seconds to do. <laughs> Not days of editing, 15 seconds, it was just like, I've got an idea, let's just do this. Yeah. And did it, and I was just like, holy shit, it's got like 8 million views, and it took me 15 seconds. And yet I've got this thing that took me two days to curate, create, Make do it the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All about the audio and that, and then it gets nothing. And yeah. It, and it, that's one thing that I do love about it, because it's just like, where? how do you bottle that? How do you bottle that? How do you know when, you know, do you, how do you... Our kind guts know. Yeah, how do you make sure that you're doing that all the time? Our guts. So this is, again, when I needed some solitude just to like review and go back and reflect on different things. People said, Nicole, you gotta be doing more videos then, like this, and they should be more higher quality and edited and like this kind of thing. I made 700 million views with this and this on iMovie by myself. That's how it was done. and. I had my one one girl that works with me, Mia, she would jump in here and there and just take out all the crap of me talking to myself first, edit it down to like an hour and then I would go in. When I hired people to come in to start editing my videos, I spent more time fixing what they did. It, it didn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it anymore. I was like, I'm not there anymore. Now this is their imitation of me. And they didn't do as well. And I'd be like, oh no, why aren't they doing as well? It's because it's not me. And it's like someone else writing my jokes for me now. Like the timing and all the editing, like that's part of me. And now I would just think back to all those moments where my gut knew this doesn't feel right. No, do it yourself. You know, like pick up your own basketballs after practice, Nicole. Yeah. Do, do it, do the thing. That's that to me, like there were so many different triggers of that. Like, oh yeah, you have to travel with this hair makeup person, look pretty all the time and blah, blah, blah. I love having them for when I need them, but like, yeah. that's not what I'm selling. Yeah. So, nah. But what's incredible, and this is what I say to people all the time, you just said everything that you created, yeah. 700 million views. Dink, dink. Two things that people can go out and buy. They don't need expensive equipment, they don't need yep. everything. They just need to start. They yeah, just, just need to document, they just need to put do stuff it. out. And, Someone should and make, it make that a slogan. Yeah. Make it shit. Like, because like, I say to people, like, they say, oh, I'm shit at video. I'm like, how many videos have you done? Like, none. Well, you're always going to be shit. Oh, I'm yeah. scared of heights. Oh, how, how many times do you go up in high places? Never. So you're always going to be scared of heights. <gasps> I drove the other day. I have not driven in you, over a decade. Did you drive here, did you? No, no. <laughs> when I was in Greece, they tricked me. They tricked me. Oh, they knew what they were doing. So I haven't driven in over a decade since car accident. And... A buddy of mine who is an IndyCar driver, like professionally, yay, Connor Daly, uh, he took me out to go-karts about two years ago and was like, hey, just follow directly behind me. I'm gonna teach you how to do this again. And like, he was so nice, like really trying to help me. 
and I started physically shaking. And as someone who's like really mind strong, I, it was so embarrassing. It was like tears automatic, physical shaking, I like back in the PTSD place. And I was like, shit, this is embarrassing. And then we were in Greece and they were like, okay, hey, we're gonna do these ATVs. I'm like, I probably can't do that. Just, it's all good. I thought we were gonna be like on the beach, you know, just like a nice little touristy thing. And they're like, okay, follow behind, go up here, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly I'm on a highway doing, I'm like looking at my speedometer. I'm like, okay, I'm doing 30, I'm doing 50. I'm on the side of a mountain. This is a highway, there's a Mack truck behind me. <laughs> and I just went zen. And I just like, I could kind of hear Connor in my head too, being like, yeah, just follow, look at the inside of their thing to when to speed up and whatever. Because it was really, really windy, crazy roads on the side of a mountain and I fall off into the ocean and a Mack truck behind me. And like, I was just like, yeah, I got this. And I just didn't think and I just did it. And it was just, it was pretty awesome. But then that's the same, everything that we kind of spoke about, people avoiding their fears when actually you need to face it head on. And I think yep. it's become very kind of douchey, these kind of quotes and everything. People say, oh, you've got to face your fears without actually understanding the context behind that. And actually it is a reality. You need to do these things that make your heart go like that. Yeah. I mean, the last one that I did, I started doing Toastmasters. Oh, dope. And the reason I did Toastmasters is because I went for a friend to help him, mm -hmm. but then realized I had to speak. But the difference is when I'm speaking, I'm speaking in front of thousands of people who know who I am. Yeah. I'm speaking, the average age there is 60. I'm being judged not on who I am by the way that I speak because I'm being critiqued on my pacing, my pause and, and, and my yeah. words. And my heart's like being, so I've got to come up. I'm, I'm being judged by people who are like, Jamie, no one knows who you are here. Yeah. You're good at this, which actually scares me more because you should be good at this. And, I was, and then I was like, I need to come to this every week because yeah. this is uncomfortable. Um, because you have this thing in your head where you have that, you know, if I'm going on stage, I'm like, yeah, everyone follows me here. I'm cool. These, these are my people, so mm -hmm. I don't get nervous on stage. But yep. then I've got these six people in this little school hall, which is about as big as, you know, like the bigger this living room, yep. all sitting on these rickety chairs, like, like, this is great. I need to do more of this. And we were filming over in Belfast last week and we we're doing a high treetop adventure. Um, so Fun. about 40, 50 feet out. I'm not good with heights. Oh, interesting. But I still do it because of that face of fear. But because I was recording on GoPros and stuff like that, I was in a mode of, this isn't real, I've got to get the shot. Yeah. And then we had this bit where I had to jump off. And then I was doing like, what I'll do is I'll shake the cameras if I'm saying no, and then I'll jump. So I went like this, I shook the camera, but I didn't go. And I was like, fuck. I said, yeah, yeah, Jamie, you're scared of heights. This <laughs> And then I had David at the bottom saying, I did it. I'm like, I fucking know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And, and then do it. But it, it's just like, right, when's the last time that you had that? You know, and I'm asking people on this, when's the last time that you felt like that? And then did that stop you from doing that thing? And if it did. Go again. How are you going to go and do that again? And go again. Master, because they said public speaking, talking on video, apparently is as scary, like, as death, like it's up there with people. Uh, people are as wow. scared as public speaking as they are as, as dying. Wow, that's silly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, one means you're dead and one doesn't. <laughs> one means that you, yeah. you're not. One means someone might judge you. But this is the same thing. Like people are worried that if they talk, that people are instantly going like forming an opinion of them, and, and a lot of people don't. Oh no, opinions. <laughs> but, a <lot> of people, <laughs> but a lot of people don't like also being the centre of attention. Yeah. And it's that's just a like, lie. 
Yeah, I, that's a ex- lie. Exactly. Everybody loves when you sing happy birthday. Exactly. We love that awkward <laughs> moment of what do I do with my hands? Do I dance to it? Do I just stand there? Like, See, it's even funny when you're at a restaurant and you say it's someone's birthday when it's not their birthday. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> I like to do. I used to like to do that on first dates to the guy. Like consistently, I would like know where they do the craziest birthday thing, and then I would do it and be like, oh my god, baby, happy birthday! <laughs> I just met them. And, it, and it's what would you do in that situation? Do you, 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 no one ever says it's not my birthday. Is there? No. Like, <laughs> yes, sing. Do the things that you guys do. That's really funny. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top.